Hey, this is little Lisa Dixie, and you're listening to Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio at NWCZRadio.com. Brothers and sisters, outlaws and orphans, it's time once again to gather around your radios, open up your ears, open up your minds, and open up your souls. Pull up a pew, crack a bottle or two. It's the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour! Love songs suck 
You won't ever hear me sing no song about blue skies, brown eyes. Unless I'm real fucked up. Yeah, and don't expect me to sit here and sing about happily ever after. I think we both know that ain't ever how it really goes. Hell, the closest thing I have to a love song. Well, it's the one where I killed them both. And we're all gonna die alone. You can't sing to a pile of bones. And there's no such thing as love. So we might as well have some fun. And the bedroom's always warmer than the grave. Yeah, and you won't ever hear me singing about them homesick blues. See, this here highway, it is my home. Most folks I know these days, well, they're all buying houses. I bought me a John Deere motor coach. Yes, it's true. Tonight I'm leaving. I gotta get on to that next town But sweetheart, that ain't no good reason That we can't have a little fun right here and now Cause we're all gonna die alone You can't sing to a pile of bones and there's no such thing as love So we might as well have some fun And the bedroom's always warmer than the grave Cause we're all gonna die alone You can't sing to a pile of bones And there's no such thing as love So we might as well have some fun and the bedroom's always warmer than the grave Cause we're all gonna die alone You can't sing to a pile of bones And there's no such thing as love So we might as well have some fun Just how far can it go for we reach the point past right and wrong To a place where we no longer know Where the lines were drawn from love to hate by heaven or by hell Please God just look the other way Torn apart forever unfulfilled Fierce and swift to move in for a kill just look the other way. 
truth of a guitar, a fiddle, and a simple rhyme. So crack your bottle, go full throttle, gather round and hunker down, it's the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour! Welcome back to the show, people. This is the 4th of July weekend show. Uh, we just had our menage a trois, some Pacific Northwesterners. You heard Hellraiser and Outlaw from the Johnson Creek Stranglers. Love song Suck from Bob Wayne and the Outlaw Carnies. And One Last Kiss, James Honeycutt. Welcome back to the show, fucking people. We got some good shit going on. And uh, here's your interview with Izzy Cox. Welcome back to the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour. Today on the phone, we have the queen of voodoo, Billy, Izzy Cox. Hey, Izzy, how you doing? Good, how are you? I'm good. This is uh, Sean Hooligan. I'm glad, you, uh, glad we got you on the phone to talk a little bit about uh, about your new album and just, just about your music in general. Um, one of the things I wanted to kind of ask you was, um, tell me a little bit about your, we listen to the album and it's so diverse. There's so many different styles and you know, I hear so many different influences in there. Could you tell me a little bit about how you kind of started your musical journey? You know, what got you, what influenced you to to start playing? 
Um, well, um, I started playing when I was five years old. Uh, from five to uh, 11 years old, I was uh, part of the Salvation Army uh, band. Wow. And um, I was a singer and a horn player. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you can find the early recordings somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere deep in the archives, huh? Yeah. So where was this at? Where were you? Where did you start doing this at? Well, this was in Montreal. Uh-huh, Canada. And when I, yeah, and um, when I lived in Texas, I was part of the singing uh, group uh, or choir or whatever congregation uh-huh. of Church of Christ uh you know singing that's great so when did you when did you start like writing your own songs and doing kind of your own thing <laughs> i started uh i when i was 5 i won a uh singing a gospel song and when i was 6 um i was singing the song all things bright and beautiful mm-hmm. and i changed the lyrics to all things not so bright and beautiful <laughs> <laughs> and they uh promptly put me on trumpet and tuba <laughs> izzy has to be quiet though <laughs> that's awesome so tell me a little bit about kind of like montreal and the the music up there what what things influenced you and then and then kind of tell me about like moving to texas and what influenced you down there well, um, I was a duo. I'm a duo citizen. Uh, my father was uh, uh, a Vietnam vet, mm-hmm. and because I lived in Childress, Texas, when I was younger, I have a duo citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, what happened to me was here I was in very sheltered mm-hmm. um, with gospel and Jesus and all that stuff. And then I, in Montreal, I uh, found punk rock music and promptly uh, ran away from home and was part part of the punk rock scene. How how old were you? How old were you at this time? Uh, Eleven. Wow, that's early. Yeah. I think it's like, it's a story I think a lot of us had and stuff. I think we just kind of you know went through it later and and so when did you start kind of I guess you know like I guess use the term murder ballad and stuff. When did you start you know writing these type of of, of songs? When did you start plugging into kind of the country the country feel? I I um I was heavily influenced by country, but when I was living in Montreal, it was a experimental music, punk mm-hmm. rock music. Um, I did. A, I was part of a metal band and um, a couple metal bands, and nice. then um, I did spoken word for a while. And it was always very dark. I talked about smoking crack and mm-hmm. and selling myself when I was younger and uh, living on the streets. Mm-hmm. You know, being an early punk rock. You know, a squeegee kid, but it was before the squeegee kid. Um, evolved. Mm-hmm. Now I was kind of the early and uh, mur- murder ballads. Yes. Well, I always, uh, I've always had a very dark connotation with my music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just 
I've always had a very um, open-minded view on uh, writing music, and I was pretty pissed off that a lot of women um, never really touched on these subjects. But in country music and um, bluegrass and early roots, uh, this was definitely uh, involved. And the other thing about murder ballads is that each song, I, I'm influenced by a song, and I um, murder the ballad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, when you were talking about, you know, writing about smoking crack and stuff, I don't want you to incriminate yourself or anything like that, but I mean, is this coming from like... <laughs> I a, really a, don't care. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want the Canadian... <laughs> we, don't want, we don't want the Mounties to come knocking down your door or something, but... Oh, uh, uh, well, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> but um, so if you hear horses run... Uh, because I think they ride horses still, right? I don't know. But um, uh, Well, um, I ran away to a racetrack... And I got influenced by country music there, but uh-huh. also my uncle—my uh, uncle is um, one of the lowest baritone singers in gospel um, Christian music—and my mom's family was classical. Wow! Wow. So how about the uh, how about the jazz influence? Because I do do I detect? I mean, because I kind of hear like a jazz influence. I think Scott mentioned oh, yes, like but- Nina Simone or. Um, well, most definitely early, like, Memphis Mini and, mm-hmm. you know, Big Mama Thornton and, yeah, uh, crooners, most definitely crooners. Um, I kind of had a vaudevillian um, kind of view, circus view on crooners. Mm-hmm. And, of course, you know, Sex Pistols and early punk rock, nice. New York Dolls, MC5. Nice. So now, now tell me a little bit about the uh, Queen of Voodoo, Billy. What you know? What what is that kind of about? Well, what happened was um, when I was living in Hollywood, um, this old A and R guy who had been a like really old guy was like, I I was talking to him and I was like, I don't know what to classify my music. Mm-hmm. And he was like, well, obviously you have early jazz and you have early country influences, so it's kind of like a mix. And then also, I guess, spiritually or whatnot, I've always been uh, been drawn to the occult. Mm-hmm. So that's where the, the voodoo kind of comes in and stuff. Well, we're going to play a song called uh, Hoodoo Voodoo Gal. Tell me a little bit about that, Izzy. Well, that's basically about... Um, Smoking crack, you know, um, drinking whiskey uh-huh. when I was younger, heroin and all that stuff. And, um, you know, because a lot of times when I was younger, being 11, you know, on my own, drugs was the only thing that saved me right. from, you know, dealing with, you know, working on a racetrack dominated by men mostly and, and you know, saying I was like legal age and... <laughs> wow. And um, basically, I guess I'm a good actress. That's like a survival kind of thing. And the whole premise of the song is basically finding an alternative religion. Mm-hmm. Uh, let it be voodoo or the occult or whatnot, you know, helping me find a spiritual kind of outlet to deal with these issues because coming from a Catholic, Orthodox Catholic, and Salvation Army, and, Mm -hmm. you know, Church Christ, Southern Baptist mixture, um, 
you know, at a very young age, I was like, I'm condemned to go to hell. Yeah, it's hard to throw off that programming. I know I, I see a lot of people that, you know, struggle with that and realize that you just kind of have to live your life. But excellent. Well, hey, here's uh, Hoodoo Voodoo Gal by Izzy Cox off her new album, Killing My Kind. Thank you. 
right, Wonder Boy. All right, that was a bad, bad woman by Izzy Cox, who coincidentally is still on the phone with us. Hey, Izzy. Um, we're here at the uh, Triple H Ranch with the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour with a uh, live on-air, well, not live, but an on-air interview with, uh, we were, oh, I gave that up, didn't I? Oh, we Why can't. are you telling the people these things? Someone should just be quiet. All right, I'm just, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pitch it here to Buck Ellard. <laughs> Buck Ellard had a couple songs for you, so or a couple <laughs> questions for you. Hi, Izzy. Hi. Uh, so, as a woman, what is it that gives you the drive to do all this? Um, musically or personally? Yes. Well, start off with musically. Musically is I'm so goddamn tired of women just trying to be, you know, sweet or mean or you know whatever. I think there's a lot of more depth to that. I mean. This is going to sound crude. That's all right with us. <laughs> yeah, just be, but, just be We honest. encourage that. But, but the thing is, is, you know, women bleed every month, and I'm so goddamn tired of women singing like they're not pulling a fucking tampon out of their fucking body every month. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty honest, you know. Amen. <laughs> so then I guess that kind of covers the personal side, too. And, 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 and having, you know, labor, child right. labor. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I'd like to hear a song of a woman fucking screaming, you know, the same feeling and the depth of, you know, giving birth to a kid. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, the, what you can tolerate going through that, that would kill a guy. Yeah, absolutely. Tough to get a microphone into the room, though. <laughs> The hospitals don't like it when you like go to mic them up, you know. <laughs> so, so how about how about musically? What you know? What kind of drives you? Well, my mother is from a culture that is very um, sheltered, and there's rules and regulations. Like a woman always be submissive. She's Armenian and Lebanese. You know, wow. that's like Orthodox, Catholic, and uh, probably some Muslim influences right. far back, you know, and, you know, dealing with um, this kind of reality. I mean, my grandmother, my mom's grandmother, was mm -hmm. bought at a fucking market. She was actually bought? Yes. Wow. With wow. a dowry system and you know, making sure her bloodline was pure for Armenian because Armenians survived a genocide right. in 1915 and most people don't talk about it. Now, on my dad's side, my grandmother was a full-blood Comanche Apache woman that married a Texas Ranger, you know, and basically, you know, disguised herself as, you know, a German woman and so that she could as um as uh or assimilate 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 <laughs> i'm <Sorry laughs> the you word know, my guy. first language was french spanish and texan wow. english <laughs> wow that's that's awesome yeah you know it's and and you can i think your your background and everything you draw from comes through in your music cuz it's just such a it's such a hodgepodge of different, you know, styles and elements and stuff. It's like, you know, it's really kind of like a musical stew. 
Well, you know, I mean, for me, it's like I'm the first woman to be an artist in my generation of mm -hmm. uh, both lineage of my family. Mm -hmm. You know, I rode horses when I was a kid. I worked with race horses. I mean, I drive a fucking car. I go by myself across the country. Right. I mean, I show up to different clubs and all sorts of different situations. That right. kind of drive me, too. Well, and you, and you started your own label, correct? Yes, I've had my label since I was 21. I used to do hand-made uh, cassettes, originals, you know, tape from my radio to, you know, making all the art and the packaging. And the time that I started doing mass production was when I lived in Hollywood and I was selling more than 9,000 albums a year. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. And what, what's your label's name? Dead Art Records. Dead Art Records. That's a badass name right there. That's, That's awesome. That's not bad. Is, is that, is that uh, where the fans would go to uh, get your albums? Well, it's available on iTunes. You can buy a physical copy at CD Baby. Um, you know, all my past records are not available because due to mental illness, I was never able to keep up. Um, so these last two records are, you know, the ones I got my shit together and made more than, and sold more than 10,000 copies a year. Okay. And, um, and what, what do you have coming up next? Uh, I mean, you got shows coming up Well, are you working on another album? Well, I want to put out a double album, uh, one mostly outlaw country, mm -hmm. uh, touching gospel country. Uh, you know, personal, very sad, depressing songs. <laughs> and then my other record, I have, I've gone into touching my roots in Montreal and doing kind of like, I was like one of the four founders of emo, mm -hmm. but when, when emo was real, <laughs> you know, when it was supposed to be emotional and didn't turn into this. I'm embarrassed by uh -huh. what the music is today. So it's almost like a fashion statement. Well, and, yeah. and talking about talking about emotional, I think the next song we're going into is uh, "Fucking and Fighting." Is that? Uh, mm. Can you tell us about that? How emotional uh, that song is for you? It's definitely an emotional song. I mean, it's about being fucking married <laughs> and getting to the point, you know, where all you do is fight and fuck and trying to be open-minded, uh, trying to deal with um, adulterous issues and, you know, just fucking and fighting. I mean, everybody gets <laughs> to that point in a relationship when that's all you do. Right, right. Well, hey, Izzy, I want to I wanna thank you for coming on with us. I really appreciate your time and, and really appreciate all the music. I, you guys... People out there, you need to get this album. This is a good album. Definitely. If you haven't heard her before, go to CD Baby. Buy her music. Add her as a friend on Facebook. She's always on there posting shit. So check her out on Facebook. Add her as a friend. You know, get involved. Go out, go to the shows. Buy the music. You just played the other night with Black Eyed Vermillion, didn't you? I did. How did, did that show go? Amazing show. I mean, I did do some of the newer kind of sounding things, and mm -hmm. part of the audience, I think, was kind of turned off. But you know, I'm an I evolve as an artist. Very cool. Well, and do you have any shows record, coming up? 
I do, I do. In Austin, Texas, and in Arkansas, and uh, in Lafayette, and and um, um, Memphis, Tennessee. Um, My next show is going to be Sunday at uh, the Parlor. Okay, well, take into account, Izzy, that we're not going to be airing it until July 4th, so. (laughs) Well, okay, I have a show July 8th. There you go. In Lafayette. In Lafayette. Very cool. All right, so all of our uh, Louisiana hooligans, that's Lafayette's in Louisiana, right? Okay. (laughs) Just just checking my geography. So y'all get out there and support Izzy Cox. And this, uh, we're going to play Fucking and Fighting by Izzy Cox. Thanks, Izzy. The charm 
Y'all just heard a wonderful interview with Miss Izzy Cox, and you also just heard Please Give Me a Reason by Rachel Brooke, Iron Horse by Angie and the Car Rats, and I Want to Go to Bed with You by Lee Stenhouse. And stay tuned, because right now we have an interview with Miss Little Lisa. Alright, welcome back to Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio, and we are joined by Little Lisa Ditsy out of Austin, Texas. How you doing tonight, Little Lisa? I'm doing good. How are you guys? Doing real good. Fabulous. Working on the first beer of the night. <laughs> wow, sounds good. Yes. Sounds good. Right on. So uh, what brought you to Austin, Lisa? Uh, I was living, well, I grew up in D.C. And I started visiting Austin in about 2006. And I just, I fell in love. I mean, the first time we came down here was to see Wayne Hancock. Oh, nice. And then from there, yeah, and then from there, it was like, and we're coming to see Dale and, you know, Jesse and all the, and Scott. Like, every time we come down here, we see another one of my favorite musicians, Hank the Third, you know? I was like, I got to get down here. And there's no musicians in D.C. that play country, really. So I was like, I'm done. And, you know, you could throw a rock and hit a fucking fiddle player or steel player, guitar player, bass player. It, it's awesome. That is and so I love cool. The- Hey Lisa, 
Hey, Lisa, this is uh, Big D, and I'm, uh, I'm, I'm part of the station, but I'm from Texas. Uh, okay. Displaced up here in the Northwest, but uh, I spent, spent oh. a lot of time in Austin and, uh, you know, hook em horns. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> awesome. I know, uh, go down, I come down there uh, quite a bit, and I know that um, when you come into the airport, there's a big slogan on the, on the wall that says, Austin, the uh, live capital live music capital of the world and Mm -hmm. tell a a lot of bands that I have interviewed over the years and talked to their big dream is to, is to go to Austin. You've done it. You packed up, you moved there, you're there. Tell the bands what that's like. Um, it's awesome. It's, it's a little different now that I've done it than what I was thinking. You know, it's kind of like everybody has a dream to go to Hollywood and just be, you know, get there in, in a couple months, star in a big motion picture. I mean, it's not like that. I mean, you have to work your way up to it. Like, most most of the big musicians here have their hands in the pot. It's not as easy to get gigs as it is, as you would think. You know what I mean? And then, you know, you could be competing on any night with any of the bigger musicians playing down here. And, you know, most they're probably going to draw most of the crowd to their shows. Right. But, with that said, and, and, but with that being said, it's awesome. I mean... I can go and see Dale any most nights of the week or, you know. Talk about Dale Watson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right down there at the Continental Absolutely. Club, baby. Yeah, or Ginny's or the Broken Spoke. It's broken Spoke. So do you find yourself, because uh, that, that's exactly what I, uh, I was telling these guys before we went on. Um, that's what a lot of musicians run into when they go to Austin because it is tough. You have a lot of national yeah. touring acts who camp out in Austin and play, you know, almost any given night of the week around town. Do you find yourself having to go outside of Austin a little bit, like going out to like, I don't know, Shiner, Wembley, uh, Gonzalez, or you know, um, Sam Marcus and stuff like that to get gigs? No, you know, I haven't actually ventured out yet. My goal actually is to kind of crack down. It. Well, see, I moved out of DC. Number one of the main things is also to get away from the high cost of living because it was, I mean, it was expensive to live there. So Austin's a lot cheaper, but it's, you know, it's not uber cheap in comparison to other parts of Texas. So my goal is to actually try to just buckle down and work a lot. And I'm planning hopefully to go on tour in September or October. So I need to save up some money so I can pay bills while I'm gone. So I'm not playing out as much as much as I'm trying to work a lot. Very cool, Lisa. Uh, Scott Hooligan back here. Hey, um, the first song I ever heard from you was Bonnie and Clyde. And okay. I enjoyed the shit out of it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> and I, we're getting ready to play that here on the uh, the show. Can you tell us a little bit about the bat story behind that? Yeah, uh, it, started out, it started out really, really slow. I mean, there was a demo somewhere out there, probably on that Twilight Zone of a website, My, MySpace. Oh, my There's goodness. There's a really... Yeah, there's a real slow version of it where I played all the instruments. And uh, I kind of wrote that when I started playing more country music because I always felt like it was dominated by a lot of guys, a lot of outlaw guys, quote-unquote. Right. And I just, I kind of, that's where I kind of got my foot in there, and I was like, well, where are all the females? And that's where that song kind of came out. Very cool. And actually, um, yeah, it it just kind of stuck with me that, you know, everyone thinks that it's always the guy, and... The girls can be just as bad, so. Definitely. Well, here's uh, Bonnie and Clyde by Little Lisa Dixie. 
people this is kevin hooligan you just heard bonnie and clyde from little lisa dixie who we got here on the phone with us um uh so um speaking of you know going out on the road and everything um are you planning when you're doing this is this something that you're going out solo or are you going to be taking a band with you um well i'm working on something right now it's a little project with a very very talented lady who's going to be joining me um we just started talking about it so there's not much details to give away yet, but we've got a whole mess of ideas going on. So, yeah, um, there'll probably be a band, and both of us play multiple instruments, so we might be switching off on those too. Well, that's very cool. That's so, that's always kind of nice when you you know you keep the keep it fresh out on the road, and it keeps it entertaining too. You know, it keeps everybody on their yep. toes. I agree. Yeah. So, what, what's your tour? Are you looking just right now, um, starting out? I'm sure you're going to do like short tours. Um, and they just kind of like well, head, head directions. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing a month. I mean, I've done it before in mm-hmm. an old punk band that I was in a long time ago. But uh, I'd rather do that than kind of just go out for a week, come back. I mean, if you're going to be out, you should be out. You know what I mean? I just think I would kind of wear out of just going, like doing like two weeks, coming home for a couple months, doing two weeks. I'd rather go out and do like, six weeks yeah it's kind of the whole purpose of out there and put the blood sweat and tears in and actually get your name out there and keep, yep. it, keep it fresh in the face so so speaking of being on the road and uh, mirror and all that stuff so what's kind of like really your um main background being a female songwriter in this outlaw country world um your background of kind of where you get your ideas and where your your um zen fucking zens from i guess <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> sorry i spoke uh, weed earlier so <laughs> that's all right i don't mind 
Um, uh, where I get a lot of my influence, you know, it's, it's just kind of one of those things, like I go through writing slumps and I'm just like, no matter what I do, no matter how hard I try, I can't even think of a song title. Mm-hmm. And then it'll just hit me, like something kind of triggers it or a person or, you know, seeing, going to a show, you know, kind of kicks me in the butt and I'm just like, oh my God, that's, that's a great idea for a song or watching TV and something kind of strikes me. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So Kind of, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know where I get it from. Well, how about being specific? <laughs> no, not much of an answer. Yeah. Well, uh, how about this? We're getting ready to play uh, "Getting Over You." Um, what was kind of the uh, background yeah. for that song right there? Um, I was actually in the car listening, and this is when I was recording the debut album, and I was like, "Man, I need to come up with a few more songs." And I was in listening to NPR, believe it or not, and a woman was talking about females um and she said she made a phrase comment like uh yeah you know she she gets over she gets over her men by getting under another one and it just was like oh my god that is so funny (laughs) and i was like how true is that i'm like i don't speak for every female but hell i mean i've done that you know you get over someone by getting under someone else, you know, taking the place of the person you're trying to get under or get over. And it kind of just hit me. I was like, that is genius. So, it's kind of like hair of the dog, you know, you just, when you're hung over, you just crack another beer. It's basically kind of the same process. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's exactly kind of how, and I was like, that is so true. And I was like, I'm not even going to deny that. That's what we do. Yeah, it's so, just the, the human way. Yeah, I was like, sorry to all you men. That's what women do. Yeah. It's we, not a problem, but. <laughs> I think we're all liking the self-maskism there. We always come back to it, don't we? You know? Yeah. I don't think there's any guy in the world that has a problem with that, to no. be honest with you. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, cool. Well, speaking of getting over here, let's play it for everybody. Here's a little uh, getting over you from little Lisa Dixie. <laughs> tried to drag you away but that didn't work I overdosed on antidepressants and yet I still hurt I ran out of ideas when I ran out of gin the only way I'm getting over you is by getting under the only way to get over you is by loving him Night, being rough, getting loud, and screwing out of spite. When I start to feel blue, we'll do it all again. The only way I'm getting over you is by getting under. I even tried therapy, but they said I was nuts. I took a vacation and still no luck. Then I got a phone call and I start to forget. The only way I'm getting over you is by getting under The only way to get over you is by loving him tonight. Getting loud and screwing out of spite When I start to feel blue, we'll do it all again The only way I'm getting over you is by getting under 
heart when I see you with trash until I remember that I have the last laugh. I dial a few numbers and I reach your best friend. The only way I'm getting over you is by getting under. I said the only way I'm getting over you is by getting Y'all just heard Getting Over You by little Lisa Betsy, and that was for the brother Sean Hooligan, who unfortunately can't be here tonight due to work. And little Lisa, we've talked about pretty much everything thus far, but your merch info and where people can buy your music. Where can they do that? Um, okay, so you can go on iTunes. You can get it from Amazon. You can get M3 or, uh, MP3s, and you can get a hard copy from Amazon, and you can go to CD Baby and get... Um, the mp3s or the hard copy from cd baby and as far as other merch we're working on some stuff so hopefully just you know if you go on my facebook page all that stuff will be updated as it you know as it develops okay great so all you hooligans out there get on little Lisa's facebook page you know go to cd baby buy her music it's damn good and uh i would really like to thank wayne titsworth with wayne titsworth and uh Kathy Pippen for putting me in contact with little Lisa and just a fabulous group of people. I can't wait to meet them. Um, maybe absolutely. They, they are wonderful. I love Wayne and Kathy more than anything. They're a great group of people and they're very, very supportive in a lot of music. They are, you know, every time I hop on Facebook, there's something that either Wayne or Kathy has posted that I've never heard of before. They've turned on me onto a lot of great music, but also just a lot of great people. And, yep. and that's what hooligan is all about, you know, keeping it family, you know. Yep. And, I and, agree. And treat these people like family. I like to just say, because for everybody who's listening, that as musicians start out, they're paying their own way, so... Be a fan. Help these people. They're, you know, Lisa, little Lisa Dixon is a great songwriter and singer. Buy her stuff. Help her get out on the road and help her you know, to where she's just doing hair on the side. <laughs> there you go. Well, we're getting ready to play Stop Acting Like a Lady, Lisa. In every picture that I've ever seen you in, you look like a lady to me. So, uh, Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Stop well, Acting Like One. Okay. Well, this one... Well, I'm a huge fan of all the old female country singers, Loretta, Tammy, you know, Dolly, Goldie, Jean. They're awesome. But, you know, I this kind of this song was kind of a twist on Stand By Your Man because I was just like, oh, my God. Like, <laughs> some females just make women look so vulnerable. Like, And, I mean, all of the lyrics in that song is kind of making fun of And no disrespect to Tammy Wynette because I love Tammy Wynette. Right. But at the same time, I was like, uh, God, just shut up and write a song when you're like, I don't know, not standing by your man. Right, fuck your man, basically. Kick him in the nuts. Exactly. Oh, shit. There you go. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and oh. no, it's great that women are doing that nowadays, you know, because no, don't, no disrespect for the original females, but the world is a little bit more outlaw nowadays than it was back then. I agree. So, I agree. all you hooligans out here, stop acting like a fucking lady. And uh, here is Stop Acting Like a Lady by Little Lisa. Well, I ain't the type to bitch and moan and cry. You won't hear me sing about broken hearts. 
<laughs> That's All how right, we do And we are back with little Lisa. We've been smoking a shit ton of weed, which makes it real fucking appropriate <laughs> for our next song, Stoned Again. Um, tell us about that song, Lisa. Ah, this song. I don't even know how. I think I was actually stoned when I wrote it. Good girl. Believe it or not. <laughs> um, I don't even remember. It's just about a relationship where one person's high and one person's drunk and they can't get along and they're both trying to ease each other's pain from the other one's causing and one's smoking the weed or smoking the pain away and the other's drinking the pain away. And Sounds like every fucking I, relationship I've ever been in. That's why I just do I, both. <laughs> Yeah, at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Balances out. <laughs> exactly. Well, you all have listened to another episode of Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio, and it has been a great fucking Fourth of July show, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'd like to thank little Lisa for getting on the phone with us. I'd like to thank Miss oh, Izzy Cotts for helping on the phone with us earlier in the week. I want to thank Kevin for being here. Thank you, Scott, for being here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Wonder Boy, for being here. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Father Hooligan. And most of all, thank you, Little Lisa Dixie, for giving us the time. Wow, oh, thank you. And thanks for all your support, guys. It means a lot. No problem. And hope to get you up here to the Pacific Northwest yeah. real soon. Yeah, get you a live performance in here and uh, get some of the danky danky for you. Hell yeah, I love it up there. I, I love the... Trust me, if I wasn't here, I'd probably be up in Seattle or something. There you go. All right, well, here y'all go with Stoned Again. All right, rolling. I'm stoned again Just trying to forget All those things you said Made me wanna get high You're drunk again Just trying to cope While I smoke And dry the tears from my eyes Stoned again Trying to pass the time Getting stoned again I'm stoned again Hoping time will heal Maybe I won't feel So I take another toe You're drunk again Sipping on that whiskey Saying you won't miss me It's got me feeling so low Stoned again Trying to pass the time Well, I'm feeling real low While I'm getting high Stoned again Something to numb the pain Stoned again I'm 
stoned again To hide my sorrow I'll be stoned tomorrow To make it through these days You're drunk again Ain't nothing new It's all you do it through these days Stoned again Trying to pass the time Well, I'm feeling real low While I'm getting high Stoned again Something to numb the pain I'm wasting my Wasting my time being stoned again. You have been listening to the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour at nwczradio.com, and you have been saved. Again next Sunday at 7 p.m. Now go forth and raise some hell. <laughs>